Hello everyone, we are from group 5 with Legend Our Drama, Overtones by Alice Gosenberg. My name is Aulia Sini as a narrator, and Aan Vera Andriana as Ferret, Anissa Varadila as Hetty, Aulia Sakina as Margaret, and Cahya Ratu Ayuningas as Maggie. Overtones by Alice Gosenberg in its fashionable living room. The door at the back leads to the hall. In the center, a tea table with a chair at the side. At the back, a cabinet. Her gown is a light yellow screen. Her counterpart, Hattie, was a gown of the same design but in darker scent. Margaret was a gown of lavender siphon while her counterpart, Maggie, was a gown of the same design in purple. A purple scarf filling her face. Siphon is used to give a seal effect, suggesting a possibility of primitive and cultural self matching into one woman. The primitive and cultural self never come into actual physical contact, but try to sustain the impression of mental conflict. Harriet never sees Hattie, never talks to her, but rather thinks a lot looking into space. Hattie, however, looks at Harriet, talks internally and shadows her continually. The same is true of Margaret and Maggie. The faces of the cultured woman are affected and lingering. The faces of the primitive, impulsive, and more or less takaru. When the curtain rises, Harriet is sighted right off the table, passing herself with the stay at things. Harriet, Harriet, my other self, my tennis self. Yes. From behind Harriet's chair, Hattie rises slowly. I want to talk to you. Well, oh, Harriet, you are beautiful today. Am I presentable, Hetty? Sweets me. I've tried to make the best of the good points. My patients are deeper than yours. I can't keep on the marks as you do. I'm crude and real. You are my appearance in the world. I am what you wish the world to believe you are. You are the part of me that has been trained. I am the rushing river. You are the ice over the current. I am your subtle overtones. But together, we are one woman, the wife of Charles Goodrich. Now I disagree with you, Hattie. I alone am his wife. Harriet, how can you say such a thing? Certainly, I am the one who flatters him. I have to be the one who talks to him. If I gave you a chance, you would tell him at once that you dislike him. I don't love him. That's certain. You leave all the feeling to me. He doesn't suspect that my calm manner hides your hatred. Considering the amount of scamming it causes me, it can simply be said that he is my husband. Oh, if you love him. I? I haven't any feelings. It isn't my business to love anybody. Then why need you object to calling him my husband? I resent your appropriation of a man who is managed only through the cleverness of my artifice. You may be clever enough to deceive him, Harriet, but I am still the one who suffers. I can't forget he's my husband. I can't forget that I might have married John Caldwell. 
Hopefully she could remember joining this because we met his wife by chance. That's what I want to talk to you about. She may be here at any moment. I want to advise you about what to say to her this afternoon. By all means, tell me now and don't interrupt while she is here. You have a most annoying habit of talking to me when people are present. Sometimes it is all I can do to keep my poise and appear not to be listening to you. Impress her. Hattie dear, is it not my custom to impress people? I hate her. I can't let her see that. I hate her because she married John. Only after you had refused him. Was it my fault that I refused him? That's right, blame me. It was your fault. You told me he was too poor and never would be able to do anything in painting. Look at him now, known in Europe. Just returned from eight years in Paris. Famous. It was too poor a gamble at the time. It was much safer to accept Carlos' money and positions. And then John married Margaret within the year. Out of spite. Frankly, gawky-looking thing she was too. Europe improved her. She was stunning the other morning. Make her jealous today. Shall I be hefty or cordial or caustic or... Above all else, you must let her know that we are rich. Oh yes, I do that quietly easily now. You must put it on a bit. Never fear. Tell her I love my husband. My husband. Are you going to quarrel with me? No, I have no desire to quarrel with you. It is quite too uncomfortable. I couldn't get away from you if I tried. You are a stupid fool to make me a refuse, John. I'll never forgive you. Never. Don't get me all excited. I'll be in no condition to meet her properly this afternoon. I could choke you for robbing me of John. Don't mess me. You don't know how you have made me suffer. It is not my business to have heartaches. You're bloodless. Nothing but sham. Sham, well I Be quiet, I cannot her see that I have been fighting with my inner self And after all my suffering, you say it has cost you more than it has cost me to be married to Charles But it's the pain here in my heart, I've paid the price, I've paid Charles is not your husband He is He isn't He is he isn't, I'll kill you. Don't, don't, you are stranger than I. You are... Say he's mine. He's ours. There she is now. Hattie Haley Stupon, but held against her supremacy. Wait, I can't let the telephone go down there hear my real self. It isn't proper. Show Mrs. Scout well up. I'm so excited. My heart's in my mouth. A nice state you've put my nerves into. Don't let her see you're nervous. Quick, 
Put the file on or she'll see you shine through me. Harry takes a scrap of siphon that has been lying over the back of a chair and drapes it on Hattie, covering her face. The siphon is the same color of their gowns but paler inside so that it pulls Hattie's darker gown to match Harry's lighter one. As Hattie moves in the following scene, the siphon falls away, reveling now, and then the gun of deeper dye underneath. Taylor Charles is rich and fascinating. Both of our friends make her feel she needs us. I'll make her ask John to paint us. That's just my thought. If John paints our portrait, we can wear an exquisite gown and make him fall in love again and yes margaret parts the portiels back center and extends her hand margaret is followed by her counterpart maggie oh my god i'm so glad to see you that's a lie it's enchanting to see you harriet I'd bite you if I dared. Wasn't our meeting a stroke of luck? I've thought of you so often, Harriet, and to come back and find you living in New York. Mr. Goodrich has many interests here. Flatter her. I know. Mr. Goodrich is so successful. Tell her we're rich. Won't you sit down? What a beautiful lamb! Do you like it? I'm over at Carl's paid an extravagant price. I don't believe it. I'm sure he must have. How well you are looking, Margaret. Yes, you are not. There are circles under your eyes. I haven't eaten since breakfast and I'm hungry. How well you are looking too, Harriet. You have hard lines about your lips. Are you happy? Don't let her know that I'm unhappy. Why shouldn't I look well? My lips is full, happy, complete. I wonder. Tell her we have an automobile. My life is complete too. My heart is torn with sorrow. My husband cannot make a living. He will kill himself if he doesn't get an order for a painting. You must come and see us in our studio. John has been doing some excellent portraits. He cannot begin to fill his orders. Tell her we have an automobile. Do you take lemon in your tea? Take cream, it's more filling. No, cream please, how cozy. Only cakes, I could eat them all. How many lamps? Sugar is nursing. Three, please. I used to drink very sweet coffee in Turkey and ever since I've... I don't believe you were ever in Turkey. I wasn't, but it's none of your business. Have you been in Turkey? To tell me about it. Change the subject. You must go there. You have so much taste in dress you will enjoy seeing their costumes. Isn't she going to pass the cake? John painted several portraits there. Why don't you stop her breaking and tell her we have an automobile? Okay. At least.
Thank you. Automobile. Follow up the custom with the suggestion that she would make a good model return. It isn't too early to begin getting what you came for. What delicious cake. There's your chance for the auto. Yes, it is good cake, isn't it? There are always a great many people buying it at Harper's. I sat in my automobile 15 minutes this morning waiting for my chauffeur to get it. Make her order a portrait. If you stopped at Harper's, you must have noticed the new gowns at Henderson's. Aren't the shop windows alluring these days? Even my chauffeur notices them. I know you have an automobile. I heard you the first time. I notice gowns now in an artist's eye as John does. The one you have on my dear is a very paintable. Don't let her see your anxious to be painted. Oh, it's just a little model. Don't seem anxious to get the order. Perhaps it isn't the gown itself, but the way you wear it that pleases the eye. Some people can wear anything with grace. Yes, I'm very graceful. You flatter me, my dear. On the contrary, Harriet, I have an intense admiration for you. I remember how beautiful you were as a girl. In fact, I was quite jealous when John was paying you so much attention. She is clothing because I lost him. This were childhood days in a country town. She's trying to make you feel that John was only a country boy. Most great men have come from the country. There is a fair chance that John will be added to the list. I know it, and I'm bitterly jealous of you. Undoubtedly, he owes much of his success to you, Margaret. Your experience is economy and your ability to endure hardship. Those first few years in Paris must have been a struggle. She is sneering at your poverty. Yes, we did find life difficult at first. Not the luxurious start a girl has who marries well. Deny that you married Charles for his money. Harriet deems it was to ignore Hattie's advice. But John and I am so congenial in our taste that we were impervious to hardship or unhappiness. Do you love each other? Is it really true? Did you have all the romance of starving for his art? She is taunting you. Get even with her. Not for long. Prince Rearson discovered John genius and introduced him royally to wealthy Parisians who gave him many orders. Are you telling the truth or are you lying? If he had so many opportunities there, you must have had great inducement to come back to the States. We did, but not the kind you think. John became the rich among Americans traveling in France too, and they simply insisted upon his coming here. Whom is he going to paint here? What names dare I make up? Just at present, Miss Dorothy Ainsworth of origin is posing. You may not know the name, but she is the daughter of a wealthy miner who found gold in Alaska. I dare say there are many Western people we have never heard of. You must have found social life in New York very interesting, Harriet. 
after the simplicity of our hometown. There's no need to remind us that our beginnings were the same. Of course, Carly's family made everything delightful for me. They are so well connected. Father her. I heard it mentioned yesterday that you had made yourself very popular. Someone said you were very clever. Who taught you that? Nobody. Oh, confidences should be suspected. Respected, I mean. They said too that you are gaining some reputation as a critic of art. I make no pretenses. Are you and Mr. Goodrich interested in the same things too? No. Yes, indeed. Carlos and I are inseparable. I wonder. Do you have another cake? Oh, yes. I really shouldn't. After my big lunch, John took me to the Ritz and we are invited to the Bedfords for dinner. They have such a magnificent house near the drive. I really sold it, but the cakes are so good. Starving. More tea? Yes. No, thank you. How wonderfully life has arranged itself for you. Well, position, happy marriage, every opportunity to enjoy all pleasures, beauty, arts. How happy you must be. Don't call me happy. I've never been happy since I gave up John. All these years without him, a future without him, no, no, I shall win him back, away from you, away from you. I sometimes think it is unfair for anyone to be as happy as I am. Carlos and I are just as much in love now as when we married. To me, he is just the dearest man in the world. My John is, I love him so much, I could die for him. I'm going through hunger and want to make him great, and he loved me, he worshiped me. I should like to meet Mr. Goodrich, bring him to our studio. John has some sketch to show, not many, because all the portraits have been purchased by subjects. He gets as much as $4,000 now. Don't pay that much. As much as that? It's not really too much when one considers that John is in the foremost rank of artists today. A picture painted by him now will double and treble in value. It's all a lie. He is growing weak with this beer. Does he paint all day long? No, he draws advertisement for our bread. When you and your husband come to see us, telephone first. Yes. So he can get the advertisement out of the way. Otherwise, you might arrive while he has a sitter, and John refused to let me disturb him then. Make her ask for an order. Like Grange over to pay me for a thousand. Louis Legrange's reputation isn't worth more than that. Well, I've heard his work well mentioned. Yes, he is doing splendid work. Oh, Jeremy, no. He is only praised by the masses. He is accepted not at all by artists themselves. Must I really pay the full price? My grandfather, I would make a good subject. Let her face for it. Of course you would. 
Why don't you let Lee Grange paint you, if you trust him? She doesn't seem anxious to have John do it. But if Lee Grange isn't said by artists, it would be a waste of time to pose for him holding it. Yes, I think it would. Give us the order. John is so disappointed. He can endure much longer. Help us. Help me. Save us. Don't seem too eager. And yet if he charges only a thousand one might consider it. If you really wish to be painted, why don't you give a little more and have a portrait really worthwhile? John might be in cute to you for a little below his usual price considering that you used to be such good friends. Yes! That's very nice of you to suggest. Of course I don't know. For God's sake, say yes! Of course, I don't know whether John would. He is very peculiar in these matters. He sets his value on his works and thinks it better him to discuss price. You needn't try to make us feel small. I might quite likely mention to him that in as much as you have many influential friends, you will be very glad to... um... to... Finish what I don't want to say. Help her out. Oh yes, introduction will follow the exhibition of my portrait. No doubt I... Be patronizing. No doubt I shall be able to introduce your husband to his advantage. Save. If I find John in a propitious mood, I shall take pleasure. For your sake, in telling him about your beauty. Just as you are sitting now will be a lovely pose. We can go now. Don't let her think she is doing us a favor. It will give me pleasure to add my name to your husband's list of patroness. Run home and tell John the good news. I little guessed when I came for a pleasant chat about old time that this would develop into business arrangement. I had no idea, Harriet, that you had any intention of being painted by Lee Grange too. Well, I came just in time to rescue you. Run home and tell John, hurry, hurry. You managed the order very neatly. She doesn't suspect that you want it. Now, if I'm not satisfied with my portrait, I shall blame you, Margaret Tear. I am relying upon your opinion of John's talent. She doesn't suspect what you came for. Run home and tell John. You always had a brilliant mind, Margaret. Ah, it's you, Flair, now. You don't have to stay so long. Hurry home. Ah, one does not flatter when one tells the truth. I must be going, or you will have me completely under your spell. Yes, do go. I have to dress for dinner. Oh, don't hurry. I hate you. No, really I must, but I hope we shall see each other often at the studio. I hate you. It is indeed gratifying to find you a kindred spirit. I came for your gold.
How delightful it's to know you again. I'm going to make you and your husband suffer. My kind regards to John. He has forgotten all about you. He will be so happy to receive them. I can hardly wait to talk to him again. I shall wait then until you send me word. I'll speak to John about it as soon as I can and tell you when to come. Harriet takes Margaret's hand affectionately, Hattie and Maggie rush at each other, throw back their fists and fling their speeches fiercely at each other. I love him. I love him. He's starving. I'm starving. I'm going to take him away from you. I want your money and your influence. I'm, I'm going to rob, rob you. Rob, rob you! There is a symbol cross the legs go out and come up again slowly, leaving only Margaret and Harriet visible. I've had such a delightful afternoon. It has been a joy to see you. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye, my dear.